welcome to a new episode of Supply Cast, the podcast on the Healthcare Supply Association. Um, today I have with me Tosh Valley. Tosh, can I call you Tosh? Everyone calls you Tosh, don't they? Yeah, sure. Go for it, yeah. Yeah, I've noticed everyone calls you Tosh. So I was like, okay, I guess like, Tosh it is. Uh, Tosh, it's your first time on this podcast. And uh, as a result of that, of course, that means that towards the end of the podcast, we'll be taking you to the Desert Island Supplies bit, which people will be really, uh, you know, excited about. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously we only do that when you want it once. We don't, you know, we, we, if people return to the podcast we don't ask them to see if they've changed their mind about what they would take on the desert island but um to start off with Tosh um tell us a little bit about uh where you are currently and what you do there so um I'm at the Lancashire procurement cluster so we work collaboratively with the acute trusses as a shared business service for Blackpool Teaching Hospital East Lanks and Lanks Teaching and now we're working on a wider group from an ICS perspective as well, which includes South Lanx, South Cumbria, Morecambe Bay trusses as well. Just before we go into that, uh, how are you finding that then? The um, you know the ICS that element to it now. How are you finding that? It's exciting stuff. It takes a lot of dedication, a lot of time, and a lot of effort. Um, but yeah, it's basically grouping everyone together and working collaboratively and building that relationship and partnering up with people as well. So it's a good mixture of expertise, shall we say. But then at the same time, it's just uh, sometimes it's just really difficult to engage with certain individuals. So it can be challenges. But on the plus side, if it works out well, then it's all positive all the way. How did you uh, come to be in NHS procurement? Uh, regular listeners to this podcast will know that most people tend to say they they kind of fell on, fell into it and then stayed there. Most that tends that's the, a lot of people's that's their story as their career path. I sort of fell into it. Then mm. once I was into it, yeah. I was kind of like I was, I was there for good kind of thing. Um, so how did you come to be in procurement in the NHS? Well, I've got eight years experience, so my background's mainly in public sector, so I used to work in social housing in procurement where I was a strategic buyer, so I did four years there, and then I worked in a private sector for HSS Hire, tools and equipment, I was there for about four or five months, didn't really like it because it's private sector and it's not regulated enough. Um, and then I went into consultancy where I worked with esta- uh, educational establishments during lockdown and COVID, where I covered Lancashire schools and academics, where I was their procurement consultant, um, which was really good as well. Um, and now in the NHS. So, uh, yeah, I joined the NHS back in August 2021. So it'll be two years this August. And I really enjoy it. It's really good because there's lots to get involved in. It's always busy. Um, every day is different there's full of challenges and uh, it's just really good because you just get to help each other bounce off ideas and share best practices all the time do you feel so two years on do you feel that you're settled in nhs i do because uh, i get on really well with my stakeholders and the main thing in my role is effective stakeholder management Mm -hmm. And uh, I think once you build that rapport and relationship over time, you could basically just work really closely and uh, go through projects and uh, be a really good uh, procurement lead for them. So, yeah, it's just working closely with the trusses. 
Are you do what, are you planning on? Do you see yourself staying in NHS procurement? You've had two years of it now. Do you see this being something that you'd like to stay and you know go up the career ladder and build a career over a period of time? Yeah, most certainly, because um, I've just recently become MSIPS chartered as well. So I finished my SIP studies. So it certainly puts me in a good spot now. And uh, yeah, I love to develop and uh, grow within the NHS and probably go for the senior role some point in the future. Mm. So yeah, something like a head of procurement or senior I, procurement manager. I always ask that question. Usually people tend to say that they stay here, but I did. I did. I was burnt once when I asked someone that that question they said oh yeah I see myself staying in it and I think literally two weeks later they emailed to say that they was going into the private sector but there you go you win some you lose, you lose yeah. some don't you and that sort of thing um yeah. uh, something I wanted to ask you to us was, was you are you're very prominent which is great you know great in the in the role that I play at HSA you're very um you're pretty active on social media on LinkedIn and and on Twitter as well, you yeah. like to get involved on on there. Is that something you've always done? Is that something you've always been quite um, uh, busy on social media? Yeah, it's just the way how the world operates these mm. days, and social media plays a very big part. And uh, it's just good to get insight of the industry, see what the competitors are doing, follow suppliers follow likewise people in terms of procurement professionals so yeah it's really good i enjoy using twitter and linkedin's amazing as well for mm. finding out stuff and uh, yeah it's just to see everyone's doing well and succeeding in the life and whatnot so yeah it's really good in terms of linkedin and twitter really good platforms to be fair I was going to ask you a little bit about hcsa uh, i'm assuming that as soon as you came into nhs procurement you immediately signed up HSA. I assume you was right on that. Uh, do you, how do you see um, how do you see HSA's role? I mean, you've been in here two years, so in some ways, you're you're to some element, you're uh, new might sound a bit a bit a bit of a stretch, but you know you're fairly fresh in the industry in many, in many ways compared to a lot of people that we've had in this podcast and etc. Um, I was just wondering how you see sort of HSA's HSA's involvement in uh in procurement in the procurement community yeah it's really good in terms of like um promoting and basically right uh raising the profile of procurement professionals and it's just really good the way it's designed because it just gets all the procurement people and like-minded people together in terms of networking and then obviously from there a lot of things have come out recently like women networking mm -hmm. programs come out recently so i think it's just really good we should have it more often to be fair instead of having it one uh, twice a year which is the summer one which mm -hmm. i'm gonna miss but in winter one i'm aiming to attend um, but yeah, it's really good in terms of HDSA and the website's really good as well in terms of like getting the weekly updates and newsletters and stuff. So I think it's a really useful tool for any procurement professional that's recently joined or who are already in the NHS yeah. process. And obviously there's all the, uh, the training courses and all those aspects of it. Um, you, you mentioned uh, this is Winter Conference, that's returning to Manchester Central 28th, 29th. November. Uh, before I have a little, uh, before I mention the summer conference, last year, obviously, we have the awards at the winter conference, and you picked up an accolade, did you not, Tosh? 
Yeah, he was the what, what was the, the don't, don't be humble. What was the, <laughs> what was the accolade you picked? It was up? the highly commended uh, unsung hero awards. So I was really chuffed and pleased about that, despite being short time in the NHS. But mm. it's just really good to be recognised because some of the organisations I've worked in the past, we work extremely hard, and there's just no recognition, and it just demoralises you, and the uh, the moral overall just drops. But over here, I feel really recognised and it's just really good to get something out of it and mm. uh, just to get the name out as well, to be fair, mm. as well, Bruce. Um, so, yeah, it's really good. One of the mission one of the mission goals, of course, is uh, which the awards play into on HSA is celebrating procurement supply chain professionals. Obviously, that, that comes into that. I've got to ask you about this, though, because I have since the, the awards ceremony, I have asked people about this. And I seem to be the only person that noticed this, which seems alarming, but it, it might indicate the time of night that it was. I don't know. But um, a colleague of yours actually stormed the stage. When you, oh, yeah. When you I remember it. that. Now, yeah, I yeah. have spoken to people saying, hey, who was that that stormed the stage when yeah, Tosh, yeah. Tosh went to pick up his, uh, his, you know, his accolade? And loads of people, I seem to be, I think me and you are the two people that, that remember that. I'm not even sure she would remember it, to be honest. No. But, um, <laughs> you know, but um, me and you seem to be the only people that remember it, which is bizarre because I remember at the time thinking someone has just stormed the stage to congratulate yeah. with him. <laughs> Who was that? It's funny you mentioned that. that so that's one of my uh, friends and a colleague, basically. That's uh, Debbie Metcalf from uh, Achilles. So I've known Debbie for a while. We went on a course once in London and she does a lot of procurement uh, training and stuff. And yeah, funnily enough, you mentioned that, Bruce, because I I was going through my videos and I saw it over the weekend. And it was just really cool. I was getting my award. And next day, I'm getting a massive hug and uh, (laughs) congratulations and stuff. It was really Uh, funny. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, I tell you, she did not care. She She was joining you in your moment of triumph and she did not care no one was getting in the way not that we have a lot of security at the event but you know I don't think they would have had much chance no. I think you and Simon Clark's dance on the way to getting his award I think were the were the two things that stuck in my mind <laughs> on, that, on that night um, yeah so this this is when the is 28th uh, 28th 29th of November back in Manchester Centre you just said you're going to be there yeah. um, there is obviously a huge amount of people at it last last year as I'm sure there will be this year. Um, the other thing you mentioned was the summer conference. That's obviously coming up in on the 15th of June. So that's coming up really, really soon um, when this podcast, we're actually recording this podcast. The, the day that we're recording this podcast is the 1st of June. So it's, you know, two weeks of the day. So I should be putting out some social media reminders of, the, of that very fact. Yep. Um, so that's obviously coming on the 15th of June summer conference. Um Places that are genuinely going fast. I, I literally just looked at what plate the places that are left, and they are rapidly going fast. It's always that's always a really fun, fun event as well, and obviously informative. Uh, and the other thing you mentioned just quickly there was the women's network event, which I, I, I was I wanted to touch on because I went to it last week, and I have to say it was the most extraordinary success. The buzz at that place was quite incredible. Uh, everybody that was at, at it has been very vocal on social media talking about um, how successful it was, the vibe of it. I mean, it had a kind of perfect vibe to it in that people clearly got a huge amount out of it, but also 
clearly um, had, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of fun there and uh, genuinely enjoyed the day. Uh, how do you see, as 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 a, as a male, obviously member of the procurement and supply chain community, um, how do you see your role in helping that sort of area when it comes to, um, you know, just uh, equality and making sure that you know every individual is being treated in the right way, respectful way that they would want to be? By just by basically listening to people and talking to people and having having these kind of conversations sometimes it can be difficult for certain people Mm. to have these kind of difficult conversations but it's just to get a better understanding and uh, obviously there are a lot of things there to educate people in terms of diversity Mm. and BAME groups and uh, inclusion and we have core training programs as well in NHS so all those kind of things but I think it's quite a big thing to be honest at the moment over the years obviously it's been uh, sweeped under the carpet but now it's making a lot of noise mm. and people are taking more notice of it which is really good um, but yeah in terms of uh, I love to arrange these kind of networking programs because I think there should be one for like nails and stuff and there's all sorts of different ideas which I think I might have touched base with Joanne uh, from HCSA so yeah mm. I will follow up with Joanne and see where we are with it but yeah I think there's a lot of things and uh things can be done and it definitely makes a change in the uh, difference in the current procurement world so yeah have you found it coming coming into nhs procurement have you found it in terms of um diversity and how you're treated as an individual um have you you know do you do you have any kind of um you know worrying stories do you have any stories that have disappointed you that you where you felt that down or have you broadly felt that um you know, it's been a good environment. I personally think it's been a good environment because uh, I was fasting two months ago for Ramadan. Yeah. And uh, every colleague was respectful. And mm-hmm. uh, that's the most important thing. Even mm-hmm. last year, that they're very mindful and respectful while I'm fasting. So I think they're all fully aware. And uh, it's not a hostile kind of environment. Everyone's like friendly mm-hmm. and you can get on with one another which is most important as well so I think we've not had that issue in the NHS I have seen it in other organizations but we won't touch base on that but yeah I think in terms of NHS I think everyone's really good in terms of respecting diverse workforce and their equality as well that's great so I'm just thinking before we moved on to the the end to the um you know the final final lap of the podcast um so it occurs to me i was going to ask you about what what so far has been your your kind of brightest spot in those two years and what has been the 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 negative spot what would be something that you felt was the most or the most challenging let's put it that way um it occurs to me so two years so you would have actually joined it you know like a you know a, a sticky period covid was still very much a live thing i mean not to say that it isn't now but you know you were still very much two years ago you're kind of if you're not at the very sort of you know peak of concern around that you're coming out of it but there's still a lot going on there so I wanted to ask you what it was like joining in particularly at that time Mm. um and then perhaps ask you what's been your um you know your your favorite moment so far and then what's been your most disappointing moment or challenging moment so in terms of joining the NHS uh, back in LPC back in 2021 August, um, 
it was all interesting because at that time uh, when I joined, there was a lot of people working, a lot of projects were coming really fast and uh, a lot of processes were changing as well because we had new people in the senior management. So mm -hmm. there was a lot of processes and procedures and things how we worked before were changing, uh, which was the interesting part because some of the areas I got involved as well, like medical equipment uh, process that got revised. And then I basically re-engineered the new process and we've basically implemented it across mm -hmm. all trusses. So that was one of them. And then uh, in terms of good points, I've, managed to get involved in a lot of uh, projects because I look after estates and facilities as a procurement manager mm -hmm. in the LPC. So I've been involved in catering, cleaning services, transport services, waste management, and a few of the clinical side as well, like pharmacy robots, um, blood uh, radiology machinery, endoscopy rooms, kitting them out. So they've all been like very major projects. Some of the construction ones as well, where we've basically recently built a wellbeing hub in East Lanks. So there used to be a space in the car park. So we've basically utilized it where employees can use it as a wellbeing, where they just want to chill out there or mm. go in and read stuff. Um, so I think that's really good and beneficial for employees. And from a procurement perspective, you feel good as well. It's not just about delivering the actual project, but it's the end result as well who's yeah. going to benefit from it whether it's going to be employees whether it's going to be patients mm -hmm. so it's things like that and um, in terms of tricky issues and mm. um, sometimes it is firefighting with certain people and stakeholders so we just need to basically work on the same page and make sure everyone basically follows the rules and stuff because sometimes you get those challenges where people are very reluctant mm -hmm. to do different things or they're very resistant to change so in terms of that, what we try and do is educate them. So we have divisional monthly meetings where we basically go through the projects and what are the challenges, uh, what we can improve or what we can work together on. So it's things like that. Having those kind of conversations certainly makes a huge difference in the life of a procurement professional within the NHS. And then some people are just not aware of the procurement service mm -hmm. and the function that is available. So it's those kind of things that you want to try and promote and encourage people to use. And then once you get a few quick wins, people start getting the trust and then they'll just want to utilize procurement again and again. And they'll always come to procurement for some compliance advice or whether they want to do something in terms of process change or whether they're not sure about something on a contract. So they'll always come to us once you do a good job for them. So um, that's the positive from it. But it's just sometimes difficult stakeholders, which can be tricky at times, but it's just making sure you manage their expectations at the same time as delivering a good service. So it, it basically both ends, doesn't it? So it's kind of mm -hmm. a win-win. Okay, Tosh, guess what? You'll make, you've made it to the mm. final bit of the podcast now. Yeah. Uh, we are whisking you off the design supplies. You are a man that does your homework, I know. So I know that you've listened to past episodes and you're aware of the podcast, you're a listener. <laughs> um, so you'll know what this is going to in entail as well as we're regular listeners. And better ask you what luxury item, album, music album, and uh, film you would take to a desert island. Um, they're the only things you can take with you. First of all, what luxury item would you take? It would have to be my iPad or my iPhone. 
we we've had discussion in the past about whether to allow allow iPhones because you kind of feel if you allow them, everyone's going to say it. But I do allow it. You know, I mean, there might be something if you think about it. You're on a desert island, presumably you're not going to be like working and you know. But that you know, there's other things you might want with your phone. So and also, even if that iPhone had no signal, almost certainly wouldn't, and you couldn't use it that much. Just having it there would probably make you feel happy. That's it. Yeah, it's the little things, isn't it? Ruth? Yeah, yeah. Just knowing <laughs> that, just knowing that it's there because you're so used to it being there yeah, all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, let's go to music now. What? What album are you taking me to, Tosh? Um, Coldplay. Right. Which one or anyone? Anyone. I generally like those kind of musics because I do quite a bit of running outside. So each time I'll just pour Coldplay on, and uh, I just like most of their songs. So it just keeps you going because it's got that. Um, it's quite high speed as well in terms of music and it's just really good it just keeps mm. you going and the momentum going as well brilliant mm. and obviously what, what film are you going to take what film are you going to take it's the only film you're going to be able to watch now for the rest of your life you have to watch it over and over again I take Hangover because it's funny and it's comedy and you could never get bored of that movie no matter <laughs> how much of a rubbish day you have in the office or <laughs> whether you've had a crap day overall put that movie and it'll cheer you up the first one, or did you want to take the trilogy box set? Um, my favourite was no. My f- favourite one was the first and the second. The yeah. third one was a whole that, but yeah, the first and the second definitely. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let you take. I'm going to let. You, I'll let you take. Do you know what? Because I'm feeling generous. Mm. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a kind guy. I'm going to let you take the Hangover trilogy box set. You can watch the first one, the second one as much as you want, yeah. and you know maybe, maybe you can. Use the, if you don't like the third one so much, you can use to eat fruit off or something. You know, mm-hmm. Just use it as a plate or something. something yep, yep. <laughs> Tosh, thank you very much for joining me today. That's that's been really great being able to talk to you, um, and also as someone that's been recognised by the HSA Awards as well. It's thank nice you. to uh, personally congratulate you belatedly as well. But um, thank, you so thank you very much for doing that today. No worries. Thank you. Okay, and that concludes our episode of Supplycast, and I hope you can join me next time. Bye.